I used to be a very timid, negative thinker and people pleaser. Then my relationship with God changed all that around. Now I have this podcast called The Essence of Life, where I share with people about various aspects of life. For example, your health, finances, personal development, your relationships, and of course, your spirituality. And just how you can balance all of these things together to live the abundantly blessed and balanced life that Jesus came for you to live. John 10.10 tells us, The thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But I came so that you can have life and to live it to the full and to enjoy it. If you would like to know more about this podcast, please subscribe for more content on living the abundantly balanced life. Sebo, sounds good. God bless you. Some of you are praying and asking God to deliver you from a specific situation. Maybe it's a relationship, maybe it's a job, maybe it's healing, it's deliverance, it's something. But your current situation is a difficult one for you. It's like being in slavery in Egypt. And you really want God to shift you. While you're praying for that, and God is going to come and answer that prayer eventually. When he does, I want to stick a pin here and say this to you. Do not go back to Egypt. Listen on so you can see why I would say that or why the thought of going back to this Egypt may even cross your mind once this new level has been placed in your life by God. C'est bon? Sounds good. Do not go back to Egypt. Once you have been liberated from something, once you have been set free from a mindset, from a habit, from an environment, one that was holding you hostage, one that has held you captive for years, one that has brought you great pain, anguish, trauma, Once you have managed to break free from that and you have stepped into a new level, a newness, a different place, do not go back to Egypt. This is one of the most liberating, liberating and freeing, emancipating sentence, command, instruction that God has given me to date while I was just watching a movie. <laughs> uh, I don't know about you, but as a believer in Christ who understands the true power of the mind, before I even watch a movie, I like to read the synopsis first so I can have an idea what it's about. And then I also pray and I'll be like, Lord, I'm about to watch this movie. I need your presence to guide me and give me wisdom on how I should see this. And that's why sometimes, a little side note for you, if I'm watching a show or a movie and it doesn't feed my spirit 
I would immediately stop watching it. I'm very particular. So I'm watching this movie, Life of a King. And I'm not sure how many people have seen this, but the storyline is this, this ex-convict who was from a very troubled neighborhood, quote-unquote, his Egypt, goes to jail, learns from his mistakes, and comes back out, and he's trying to do right by the other young boys who are in the same situation and about to go down the same road that he previously went down. And so... In the midst of him trying to provide them with some form of hope, there was a level of disappointment. But he had already successfully shifted them from that environment of disaster, the environment that was sucking the life out of them. And he started giving them a hope through a chess club. But with the first failure, one of the young men walked away. And for some reason, he thought that that young man would have gone back to his Egypt, would have gone back to friends that are negatively influencing him. The best way to go is to rob and to steal and to sell drugs and to end up on the side of the road dead. And in the midst of the movie, even before I even saw what was going to happen next, the Spirit of God says to me, do not go back to Egypt. And when I think of the Old Testament, and I've done an episode on this previously, 14 times the Israelites cried out unto God, cried out unto Moses and said, why did you bring us out here? Why did you change your environment? Why didn't you just live us in Egypt? Where they were slaves for 400 years. This is where they wanted to go back and Egypt is the comfort zone Egypt is the place of familiarity Egypt is that place that we all want to run back to when we make a move of advancement and it does not work out right away and I can recall at least a couple of moments in my life where I felt or the thought of going back to my Egypt, my comfort zone, my familiar place, retreating to it, crossed my mind. One of the very first times it happened was when I just became a Christian, completely surrendered my life to God. I was a part of a church, which is now my husband's church. And I saw people worshiping God and praising God and on fire for God. And I was like, yes, this is amazing stuff and then I saw these very same people that used their tongue to glorify God to glorify his servants these same people used their tongues against the servants of God these same people went and lived life like it was normal for them after these kind of spiritual experiences and my remark was this you know what this is too much for me to handle Perhaps I should go back to my old church. Perhaps I should go back to my Egypt. Go back to my comfortable place. Because this new place is way too hard. This new place is challenging me. This new place, I don't think I can handle it. 
and one of the most recent times it happens and if you have not heard my previous episode before this one you should check it out where I talk about the wilderness season is when I opened my preschool and at the time of this current episode I'm doing now my preschool has just been opened officially for just over a month and that first month was one of the hardest ones and it probably will be the hardest one but who knows the point I'm making is the thought crossed my mind that hey maybe I can't do this maybe I should just go back to the life that I lived before this maybe that's what I should do but is that what God wants you to do is that what God wants you to do go back after he has taken you out of a place because things got a little challenging you want to run back to your Egypt 2nd Corinthians 5 17 says therefore if anyone is in Christ he is a new creation the old has passed away behold the new has come Now, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. And the old thing has gone. The old life they lived before that time, it's gone. So if you have shifted from a place that you were tormented, you were hurt, you were traumatized, you were going through, and God has shifted you to a level of newness, he has moved you to a new place. And that place begins to challenge you. What makes you think going back to your old ways, going back to your comfort zone, going back to your old life is going to change the fact that new levels require new types of challenges, new levels of testing, new levels of improvement. A lot of people may ascribe growth and success to just this wand that you wave And everything is perfect. That's why I like to say, normalize the difficulties it took. Normalize the level of endurance it took in order for you to do that shifting successfully. I don't want to spend a lot of time on this because I want this message to be very precise and succinct. Do not go back to Egypt. Times are going to present themselves in your life that's going to make you want to look back on where you were or look back from whence you came. It's going to make the past look easier than where you currently are. It's going to make it look tempting. It's going to make it look like that's where you prefer to be instead of where God has shifted and advanced you to be. But if you have a mindset and an understanding that this is all part of the process of that newness that you're stepping into, then you won't want to go back to Egypt. But you would want to persevere. You would want to push on through. You would want to ensure that you keep pushing with the hope of God. This is why I respect the vision of God for my life and I respect prophetic word that I've gotten from servants of God. Because when God makes a promise to you and he tells you, 
This I will give unto you. This is the hope that you have for times like this. This is the hope. This is the hope that would take you through the level of difficulty that you're enduring. The glue that's going to keep you pushing forward, charging forward, and not turning back. Persisting, persevering. If you already left the spot, you have outgrown it. It's not for you anymore. Unless God is sending you back to that place, for example, your old community to do a work. But if God has shifted you from that relationship, God has shifted you from that job, he's shifting you from other environments that are not for you that you have outgrown. Don't go back to Egypt because things got difficult. Don't go back to Egypt because you underestimated the level of warfare it was going to take you. You got to push through. And some of the things that I, I share and, and, and I look at is believers who have the most power, the humans that have access to the most power in the entire universe are the ones who are running scared first. And sometimes I look at men who are in the world, businessmen. I've acknowledged a couple of posts from this wise I would quote unquote say entrepreneur. I've gotten a, a, a few posts from an entrepreneur that makes sense to me. It stood out to me. And one of the things I read from him most recently says, you are the average of the five ideas you spend the most time with. And attached to this picture, he was giving a description about the way that we think and the people that we associate with and how they influence us by implanting ideas and values into our minds. And that's the most important thing. And, you know, basically he was saying that we must take control of our thought processes. And that's something that God is teaching us all the time. He's like trying to tell us how we think that's what we're going to become. As a man thinketh in his heart, so he shall be. But we continue to not pay attention to the word of God. So maybe listening to someone in the world will help us. And what stood out to me is when he said, your goal should be to find ideas that empower you and spend as much time as possible soaking those ideas in. To me, ideas that empower me is what God says I am and can be. Ideas that empower me are the promises of God over my life. Ideas that empower me are the prophetic words that I would have gotten from servants of God where God is confirming that this is what he wants me to do and this is where he's going to take me. That's why when you get a prophetic word, you shouldn't forget it. And this is what he's saying that stood out to me so much. He said, make them the baseline thought that you return to over and over, especially in times of trouble. If you receive a prophetic word, if a, if a pastor speaks into your life uh, and if God gives you a vision and, and God has many promises for his children that will prosper, that he's not going to harm us, that he's never going to leave us. And, and, and if he's in us, we cannot fail. There's just so many of them that I consistently repeat all over this podcast. 
Tom is telling us to make these thoughts the baseline thought that we go over and over in our minds because negative thoughts tend to be the ones that we replay all the time and eventually they become our reality. And this is what he said, especially in times of trouble. In times of trouble, the first thing we want to do is to run back and retreat to a comfort zone that we don't fit into anymore. It's like trying to go back and fit into your clothes after you have outgrown it. Do not go back to Egypt. You have already passed that level. And sure, the new level is challenging you. The new level is, is causing a disruption in your life that you didn't see coming. Sometimes you see it, but you didn't expect it to be like that. It's, it's causing you pain. It's causing you, you know, a challenge. It's posing a challenge in your life. But he said it, especially in times of trouble, especially in times of difficulty, especially in times of discomfort, you are already ahead. Why are you looking back? The Israelites consistently look back every time a level of difficulty presented itself. In the middle of a movie, God is ministering to me and telling me, Natisha, do not. Don't go back to Egypt. Don't even look back at Egypt. Lot's wife in the Bible the angels instructed them, run ahead and do not look back. She looked back and she turned into a pillar of salt. Don't you allow yourself to turn into a pillar of salt in the spiritual realm by looking back. Once you're sure that you're sure that this is the path that God has set you on. The enemy is going to try to distract you and make you believe that you should go back. But don't go back to Egypt. Don't retreat to your comfort zone. Push through. You're going to make it. I know I sound like a typical motivator, but it's just the truth. When you're in the midst of that challenge, when you have hit a stumbling block on your new journey of greatness, on your new journey of advancement, and you will, when you've gotten to that place, learn this one thing from me, according to the Spirit of God, do not look back. Don't look back at Egypt. Don't think about going back to Egypt. But keep pressing forward. Think about all the successful people that you know. All the people that around you that appear to be successful. What would happen if they, in the midst of their challenges, had decided, you know what? I can't take this. I'm going back to Egypt. In my Egypt, it's comfortable, like the Israelites said. There's food for us to eat. We don't have to worry about that. So you know what? It's best you had left us in Egypt. That's a moment of regret that you don't need to take yourself through. That's a moment of regret that's not going to take you to the next level. You're already ahead. Keep putting one foot in front of the other. Cry if you must. Ball if you need to. But do not go back to Egypt. This is a word for somebody. It is a word for me and it's a word for somebody. The scripture says many are called and few are chosen. To the chosen ones, even the called ones have to go through the challenges. But to the chosen ones, you're going to make it if you don't look back or go back to Egypt. 
Joseph was sold into slavery. Joseph was tempted by the very wife of his master. Joseph was thrown in jail innocently. He didn't look back. And you are not about to look back. You know this episode is going to bless you. And I thank all of you who have told me or shared with me that you want to sow into this podcast for our two-year anniversary. Like I said, if this podcast is blessing you, you can freely sow for that because you know at the end of the day, you decide that you're going to support me for putting in the work and persisting for not looking back to my Egypt or going back to my Egypt and be like, you know what? I'm done with this podcast. You're already there. Keep pushing. Keep pressing. Stay in God. He's going to take care of you and his promises are yea and amen. As long as you stay within the promises and the obedience of God, you're sure to make it. See you next time on the Essence of Life podcast. And remember, hey, do not go back to Egypt that place of comfort that you think is still the same and waiting for you. You already moved on from that. Keep on growing. Keep on pressing to the mark of the high calling. And God is going to take care of you. C'est bon? Sounds good.